Hey, what's up? Welcome to June 12th, 2020. I guess it's not welcome to because we're doing Pulse today on Queer All Year. That was way too happy an intro for the Pulse Massacre, but maybe my bro and sound producer and co-host McG can pull us out of it. You are killing it with these intros, and no, I do you not have what? anything to pull us out with. It is uh, I'll just it is very also sad when... offer a laugh <laughs> to hopefully get people up before they go down. I don't know. I don't know what I'm I guess. Saying. I don't know. I'm just saying it's pathetic when Robert Evans has better intros than you do, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Behind the Bastards, everyone. Go watch the podcast. Yeah. Go watch that podcast. Go watch it. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm very tired. Uh, no, I'm not. Why did I say that? I'm hungry is what I am. Okay, so hold my beer. We're doing pulse. <clears throat> Got it. Beer All in right. hand. I don't. I actually do have beer in the fridge. <laughs> hold my PBR. I'm doing pulse. Um, <laughs> so this was 2016 on this date. And yeah, <laughs> this, this episode is going to be so controversial. I'm so excited. So. It was the Pulse Nightclub Massacre, as we call it, or as Wikipedia calls it, the Orlando Nightclub Shooting, which, uh, it was the deadliest mass shooting up to that point in United States history, which is only true because we don't consider indigenous peoples to be humans or part of this country's history. Come at me, I dare you. Touche. Um, yeah, there, uh, was a, there was a mass shooting when, uh, they killed, like, 200 Sioux in one, you know, sitting, but, you know... Whatever. Okay, so Pulse is what is a gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida, and it was the site of a mass shooting and standoff by Omar Mateen, who was 29 years old. He was a security guard. He was an idiot. He was a, well, he's, I don't know. I wrote false pariah. That's not what I meant. Like, he, there's just, there's a lot of misinformation about him that I don't care. I'm not going to defend him at all. It's just misinformation. And he generally ruined the world in many, many ways. Um, there is as much misinformation, conspiracy, literal cover-up, and misdirected outrage as there is over Columbine. But Columbine's another day. Maybe I just ranted about it uh, in one of my podcast groups. So that's why <laughs> I'm thinking about it. So Mateen was born in the U.S., uh, but he started watching terrorist recruitment videos on YouTube, talking like a crazy person to his coworkers, and he was the subject of two FBI anti-terrorist investigations. But neither investigation came up with anything. The second one was only because his someone he knew had turned into a suicide bomber in the Middle East somewhere. I didn't, I don't remember where. I didn't write it down. But so he was investigated the second time just because he was like, he knew the person, I guess. So. That could mean something. It could mean nothing. In this case, it kind of meant something, possibly, but they couldn't find anything to... Yeah. And so despite those two investigations, Mateen was able to buy a... It's pronounced Sig Sauer, right? Sig Sauer, I believe so. MCX... I've never actually yeah. heard it out loud. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm pretty sure it's Sig Sauer. MCX semi-automatic rifle and a 9mm Glock 17 semi-automatic pistol both of which he used in the shooting, as well as having enough ammunition to reload both guns at least twice. That's America. America. Even if he had tried to buy them uh, while the investigations were going on, apparently that would not have uh, precluded him automatically, even though he that would have put him on the FBI terrorist watch list thing. So he still would have been able to get guns 
yeah. during those investigations. I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't like I Well, it's I because we are very hesitant to make any rules about guns. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the gun laws when I read them. So I'm not entirely sure what that falls under, but I read that it falls under that and I, I kind of interpreted it. So let's go through the facts, the facts that we know about the attack. So at 2.02 a.m., which was two minutes after last call, Mateen enters and begins shooting indiscriminately from the front door, basically. The security guard at the door, he knows his um, service pistol isn't going to do anything, you know. Uh, so he takes cover and he immediately calls for assistance. He um, does shoot at Mateen to distract him when um, Mateen attempts to shoot down two people who are trying to escape. At 2.04, the additional officers arrive, so like two minutes, which is amazing. Um, So the security guard keeps shooting at him. Um, Two more officers join him, and uh, Mateen retreats into the club, um, entering the infamous bathroom hostage situation. And fewer than five minutes have gone by, and Mateen has fired 200 rounds and reloaded once. So... He now has 15 hostages in the bathroom. At 2.09 a.m., the Pulse official Facebook page posts, everyone get out of Pulse and keep running, which is terrifying. Um, With Mateen holed up in the bathroom, police are able to get dozens of people out of the actual, like, the nightclub proper, which is great. But, I mean, like I said, 200 rounds, it's bad. Um, 2.35 a.m., Mateen calls 911 and declares allegiance to... Abu Bakr Bakr al-Baghdadi of the Islamic State. He also calls the Boston Marathon Bombers his homeboys. So he's just a generally uh, person you want to hang out with. When you said 200 rounds and reloaded once, I had to just like start looking. I had to go look up what Mm. this uh, MCX thing too. That, (laughs) that, That gun is a big gun. Yeah, and it holds, I mean like it's semi-automatic, so it's got like those you know, it's got a lot of rounds. So well, to, yeah, it's got a, uh, it's got the same kind of clip that a, or not the same, same design clip as like an AK forty-seven. So that can see, hold and like, that's, I don't know, one of a the bunch of like rounds. a lot of the articles I was reading that was that came out like immediately afterward. They said it was an AK forty-seven, um, but they, you know, Jeez, a lot of the no, articles, that is a killing machine. That is what yeah, that is. a lot of the articles I was reading immediately after had a lot of misinformation. But, I don't know. Yeah, you, you know. said, like, um, um, semi-automatic, so I thought you were talking about a handgun. This is Well, the uh, what's the other one? It's a Glock. Yeah, that one's a handgun. Yeah. Glock, but... um, okay, this is a long one, so I'm going to, like, not Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I just... <laughs> okay. 2.45 a.m., Mateen calls Orlando's News 13 and cl- declares himself to be the shooter. Just, I'm the shooter, I'm the shooter, I think is what he said. I'm the shooter, it's me, I'm the shooter. I didn't write it down. I'm pretty sure it's just that. Mm-hmm. So between 2.48 and 3.27 a.m., Mateen speaks with hostage negotiators three times for a total of 28 minutes. He claims to have placed a car bomb outside and oh. is wearing an explosive vest. He also checks the news on his phone to see what the media is saying about the attacks, and he texts with his wife. And um, I believe he was getting information about what the police were kind of doing because the media was doing like up to like minute by minute, you know, yeah. um, updates. So uh, the police had to start like they had to switch to different radios and uh, start like hiding what they were doing and that kind of thing, um, which is 
you know, go media. 3.48 a.m., Orlando police officially announced to the public that there is a shooting and hostage situation in the club. So that's over an hour, almost two hours later. Um, with multiple victims, 4.21 a.m., police and hostages managed to remove an air conditioning unit from the dressing room. Several survivors are able to escape through the air. The survivors tell the police that Mateen plans to put bomb vests on four hostages within the next 15 minutes. And then so SWAT prepares to breach the wall with explosives. 4.29, Mateen confirms to negotiators that he's planning to put the vests on the hostages. 5.02, the first of several controlled explosions is triggered. But at 5.07, police have triggered, tried to trigger several explosions and they just throw up their hands and say screw it and they blow through the wall with a bearcat armored vehicle which is apparently stronger than bombs so uh this is a terrible situation but can you imagine being the cop who got to drive the bearcat through a wall um 514 is drawn out of the bathroom into the hallway and engages the officers 517 so were these shot. hostages not in the same area as the the armored vehicle. They, I can't remember if I think they might have burst in. So there are two bathrooms, and I think they might have blown into the second bathroom. Okay. Um, possibly. I think that's why it drew them out. I believe. Um, but it's very. It's all very confusing. You know, okay. like in the yeah, moment it was confusing, sure. and then like afterward, just hearing it is confusing. You know. Yeah. So at 5.17 a.m., after being shot eight times in a shootout with a dozen officers, Mateen is declared down. At 5.53 a.m., Orlando police tweet, Pulse shooting. The shooter inside the club is dead. So of the 300 patrons that night, 50 died, including Mateen, and 58 were injured. Uh, five of the mm. hostages were killed. Um, and I remember mm. I remember like being awake for all of this because why would I be asleep? Um and I remember hearing kind of like an hour or so, you know, just a little bit afterward, hearing the police talking about like going in to try and find victims. And it was just complete silence, except for like everyone's cell phone was ringing because their family and friends were trying to reach them to see if they made it out alive because uh. they knew they'd be at Pulse. Like it was just like, yeah, it was horrifying, you know. Yeah. Like, that is... Those cops are never going to be the same. Um, so here's what we thought we knew. Mateen was seen in the club and on gay dating websites and apps. He was a closeted gay or bisexual man who worked for ISIS and he couldn't reconcile his sexuality with his allegiance. So we felt he had to take it out on the gay community. Uh, he targeted Pulse specifically because it was a gay nightclub and he'd been there before. Uh, he targeted it that night because it was the club's Latin night and he knew there'd be a lot of people there. Um, and this was the largest targeted attack against the queer community since the upstairs lounge fire, which we will talk about later this month. And his wife, Noor Salman, helped him carry out the attacks and scope out where he wanted to um, attack, I guess. But what? that's what we know now. Did we think we knew that because of that's media? What we, or like that's uh, what we saw on TV? Immediate, this is what was said immediately afterward and by several patrons at the bar okay. um, immediately afterward. So it was like immediately afterward. All right. So it, it, we didn't have the, you know, time distance. Mm -hmm. uh, so here's what we do know now. 
he wasn't gay. He had never been to any gay nightclubs. He had never visited any of the websites or apps he was claimed to have been on. Wow. So the the FBI thinks that people either uh, were, you know, uh, didn't think clearly, you know, right in the aftermath or may have been trying to get into the newspapers, those kind of things. I don't want to say lying, but... There are fame. Just misremembering under like extremely traumatic stress, wanting to yeah, help of, find the guy them, in any way, you know, like well, you but really he want. Was, he was dead. Oh, right. Never mind. Um. Yeah. No. And I mean, like, <laughs> but s- s- several of these weren't people who had even been in there. Like, oh. they were just, hmm. yeah. So, um, or, you know, they weren't in there at the time. They were just interviewed later. I don't know. And one of them was probably a rumor that just got picked up and other people ran right, with it. Yeah. But um so the second thing we know is that he was not a part of a terrorist group. A terrorist group. So first ISIS did take responsibility. Do we say ISIS or ISIL? I don't even care. It, um, yeah, it's ISIS is fine. Whatever. And they took responsibility for the attack, but only because or the only responsibility they took was accepting it had been done in their name not that they'd planned it or sanctioned it or that they even knew who the guy was so they were like yeah we'll take it but in his various statements to 911 and negotiators he claimed allegiance to Hezbollah a Lebanese Shiite militia allied <laughs> allied with the Syrian okay. president the Nusra Front which is yeah. a Syrian al-Qaeda group actively at war with the Syrian president and ISIS, which was actively at war with the other two groups. So this guy had no clue what he was talking about. <laughs> uh, he, he apparently was just, uh, he, his allegiance was war, fighting, I guess. But he was self-recruited, and he believed he was fighting a righteous war against the United States. Like, he believed that these were all the same terrorist, or, like, all terrorist organizations are the same thing, clearly. And he had self-recruited himself. And um, he was fighting against the U.S. for their violence against, quote, his country. And I'm not sure which country he meant, since he was a U.S.-born citizen. His parents were from Afghanistan, and he was pledging his allegiance to various Syrian groups. uh, And he demanded the U.S. leave Syria and Iraq alone. So I don't, so I think the Middle East is just a country to him, seems like. (laughs) So, uh I mean, that, that yeah. is how a lot of people see it. I, I mean, yeah, and I mean, like, previous Ottoman Empire type thing. Which is, but I would think, like, you know, his parents are from Afghanistan. Like, you would think he would know something, you know, have some, but anyway. So he did not specifically target Pulse. He had scoped out several other clubs, including a Disney one, and he had actually intended to target a different one that night. He went to it, and the police presence was too high so then he went to a second one and the police presence there was too high so then he went to pulse and there wasn't you know there was just a security guard um and so i guess you could wonder like why were the police at these other two places and not at the you know the queer club but um i also don't know if that's like maybe the police were called to the other two places you know like i don't know if like the police are you know not protecting us i have no clue um, we oh, know... So he didn't choose it because it was a gay bar? Nope, it was wow. not at all targeted against us. And that is the sentence that people are going to come at me for. Holy so, cow. 
Yep. And um, his wife, you know, like we, like I said, we thought his wife had been part of it, but she didn't know what was going on until the police raided her home at 4 a.m. Um, and I said he'd been texting with his wife inside, and so what he'd actually been saying was, have you been watching the news? And she's like, no, why? And then um, a little bit later, he texted, I love you. And she texted back, I love you too, something like that. So it was absolutely nothing like, I am now in the club, come get me or something, you know. So the FBI has refused to label this a hate crime, um, as it is clear that the queer community wasn't targeted specifically. And uh, a lot of people are mad about that. Yeah, well, just the whole way that hate crimes are labeled is stupid. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, there was hate involved in this. Well, but a hate but just, crime is it has to do with like uh, communities, but um, it's people it's targeting someone specifically because you don't like that group of people. Yeah, no, I'm saying that's why I don't like the way hate crimes are. Well, I think done. that's just the colloquial wording for you it get too. A better you, word what was for it? it? It's a uh, legally. It's a oh, what we talked about it the other day. Oh, it, it it's like directed something. I don't remember. I don't, man, my brain has stopped working. But it, legally, there are different words, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, so here's some crazy info, side info, kind of. His wife was federally indicted for having knowledge of the prior knowledge of the attacks, but she was acquitted. And that is insane because you do not get indicted by the feds unless they know you're going to be found guilty. Like, you know, a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich, as they say, which uh, I think. Doesn't like people to say, but the 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 feds, like the FBI, in a terrorist investigation, they will not do it unless they know you're screwed. Like there have been maybe two acquittals. What do you mean? Who who uh, who got her off then? But just by saying she was crazy, or is that something? What? No one said she was crazy. I was she was acquitted. Okay. No, she was just acquitted. Like, she wasn't guilty. Um, and it didn't help that the prosecution made a Brady vi- violation by hiding potentially exculpatory evidence. And I say potentially because what it was is they literally knew the things she'd been charged with were impossible to have done because of her cell phone tower records. Like, they said they were they were accusing her of having scoped out the clubs beforehand, and her cell phone records proved it was impossible. Wow. And we know cell phone records can be, you know, contentious, but, like, these ones were impossible. And also, they hid the fact that his dad had been an FBI informant on and off throughout those years. So, like, the fact that he, um, they were thinking he, he was a terrorist and that she was, like, helping with that. Like, his dad would have turned him in, and, like, his dad even said that. So, like... He would have turned them both in if they had been like talking about it prior. So they they hold they they withheld both those facts, but the judge refused to declare a mistrial, uh, which is ridiculous because like a Brady violation is huge to me. But whatever. And so, but the jury was like, yeah, okay, that um, yeah, that's not cool, and also it's impossible. So well, she got acquitted. Um, yeah, if they had. Declared it a mistrial, they could have tried her again, though. So it kind but of isn't well, fa- in her favor to have an actual You can declare acquittal. a mistrial with prejudice, I think. Um, oh. So if you do it with prejudice, you can't um, re 
retry it. Um, yeah. be, and that would have been like it sure it surely should have been with prejudice if they had um, declared a mistrial because of a Brady violation. I just find that. Huh. Okay. Um, so yeah, this one has been long. That was just kind of like a side in you know info like wow. Um, and so obviously I'm not going to close this out without reading the names because I've said that guy's name so many times and I'm going to say these names now. And remember there are 50, are there 49 because he's not on here. There are 49 or 50. I just don't even remember because my brain is like, it's overwhelming, but all right. So we have Stanley Almo, Almodovar, the third 23, Amanda Alvier, 25. Oscar Aracena Montero, 26. Rodolfo Ayala Ayala, 33. Alejandro Martinez, 21. Martin Torres, 33. Antonio Brown, 30. Daryl Burt II, 29. Jonathan Camuy Vega, 24. I'm sure this is pronounced Angel. Angel? It's not Angel for sure. Angel. Candelario Pedro, (laughs) Candelario Pedro, sorry, 28, Simon Carilla Fernandez, 31, Juan Chavez Martinez, 25, Luis Conde, 39, Corey Connell, 21, Tevin Crosby, 25, Frankie De De Jesus Velasquez, Velasquez, I can't do it, (laughs) 50, sorry. Uh, Dianca Drayton, 32. Mercedes Flores, 26. Peter Gonzalez Cruz, 22. Juan Guerrero, 22. Paul Henry, 41. Frank Hernandez, 27. Miguel Hornato, 30. Javier Jorge Reyes, 40. Jason Josephat, Jason Josephat, 19. Eddie Justice, 30. Anthony Disla, 25. Christopher Leonin, 32. Brenda Marquez McCool, 49. uh, Jean? I think that's Jean. Uh, Mendez Perez, 35. Akira Murray, 18. Kimberly Morris, 37. Jean Nieves Rodriguez, 27. Luis Ocasio Capo, 20. Geraldo Ortiz Jimenez, 25. Eric Ortiz Riviera, 36. I think that's Joel Howell. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it was Latin night, you guys. I'm trying to pronounce them right. Joel Pani- Paniagua, 32. Enrique Rios Jr., 25. Juan Riviera Velasquez, 37. Yul Rodriguez Solivan, 24. Christopher Sanfeliz, 24. Xavier... Emmanuel Serrano Rosado, 35. Gilberto Roman Silva Menendez, 25. Edward Sotomayor Jr., 34. Shane Tomlinson, 33. Leroy Fernandez, 25. Luis Vielma, 22. Luis Wilson Leon, 37. And Gerald Wright, 31. So that is a that is what a solid three minutes of names and um, was there any the, part uh, of the investigation based on the fact that it was Latin night? N- I really don't think 
I I think I don't think they thought of it in a hate crime way. They came to the conclusion I'm pretty sure that he just he knew that Latin night um there would be I mean it was full. There were 300 people. So it was and, a Saturday. And, and he was looking for a place that didn't have many guards. Yeah, right. I mean, well, not necessarily even that. I think the police president presence at the other two were just like kind of uh, abnormal, I think. Huh. Yeah. So, uh Akira Murray, who was 18, she was the youngest one. She had just graduated. Uh she had a very bright future. Damn. Yeah. 18. It's crazy. You can't even get into a club if you're 18 here. Can you? Um Do we have dude, clubs? I don't know. Uh well, yeah, we have well, yeah, I guess not like this, but um, yeah, we have bars. Yeah, well, with dance so floors. <laughs> we have um, exotic dancer clubs. Is what I know. Uh, yeah, and they're not a place I would yeah. recommend to go. My sorority sisters used to go to baby dolls all the time. I'm yeah. not sure why, because uh, yeah, they're weird. all very, very straight. <laughs> And I had to pick them up from there a couple times, and I man, have, they were drunk. I've just never gotten it, the appeal of a strip club. I don't, oh, know. I don't know. We probably shouldn't, like, demean the, I, the, I'm not the names we anything. just said by talking about that now. We're talking about clubs. I know, but then and we started talking the about clubs sh- here. strip clubs. Um, they're not sh- called strip clubs. But. All right. Well, I guess I should do our things now. Yeah, take us out of the... All right. Also, come at me. You know where um, to find me. McGee's about to tell you our where to find me. Our thoughts and prayers are with all the families. I mean, uh, I don't pray, but um, thoughts maybe, and maybe prayers Kat is kind does. of like a like a mocking thing now. But like, oh. yeah, thoughts and prayers, whatever, because it's not action. But gotcha. Yeah. We can't do anything now or ever. So thoughts and prayers from us. <laughs> we can't. Yeah. Okay. We can't um, take action. <laughs> If you guys would try. like to like us, we would like you a lot. <laughs> Please like our Facebook page. Or come page. at me. Yeah, or come at Kat. You can uh, you can come at her at uh, our Facebook page, Queer All Year, or in our group, the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. You join there. You can talk as much trash as you want, and we'll join Until in. I kick you out. And eh, maybe. Make sure I kick someone out. Oh yeah, I guess that did happen. Um. So you can uh, tweet at us Twitter. or uh, Insta- Instagrammer our lives at Queer All Year Pod. So just add a pod on the end of there, and that makes everything better. If you want bonus episodes, ringtones, bloopers, and uh, more, <laughs> you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash Queer All Year. And that's where it's all at. You'll love it for season. Um, okay. Reviews and ratings are uh, super important. If you don't mind, we would. It helps us get up in the boosting. So if you go to whatever podcatcher you use, now um, <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. I was like, why did she not make the noise? Uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, please go. Uh, Look for the rating and review part and say that we're the best if you think we're the best. And with that, we're going to hear what this unicorn's up to. Yep, the unicorn has uh, device. The unicorn has device today. has advice today, as always. Today, the unicorn says, you are more than enough. 
Which again is not advice, but <laughs> you can turn it into advice. I'm just make sure someone fed up with someone. You are more than enough. Think <laughs> 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 okay, like maybe you no, like that's definitely you're working at a ba a daycare place. <laughs> <laughs> More than I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think of. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way I can hear it. I know. All right. So, <laughs> y'all are more than enough. And just remember that wherever you are is exactly where the universe wants you to be. <laughs> <laughs>